Hello, you're listening to the Trouble Trouble Podcast, and I'm your host, Seth. I'll be your host for this adventure. I can't believe we're almost done with season one. The finale will be in two weeks, and it's bound to be a doozy. We've got lots of exciting plans for you and a special guest. Before I get started, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll have all the podcasts delivered right to your app of choice. If you made it to the end and enjoyed your experience, leave a review. Thank you so much. All right, what album will I be covering today? Well, today I'm covering Less Than Jake's fifth album, Anthem. Break out those backstage passes and let's get right into it. Less Than Jake started recording their fifth album, Anthem, in fall 2002 at Piety Street Recording in New Orleans and Morning View Studio in Malibu, California, with producer Rob Cavallo. The band consists of Chris DeMakes on guitar and vocals, Roger Lima on bass, guitar, and vocals, Buddy Schaub, a.k.a. Goldfinger, on trombone, and Peter Wasilewski, (laughs) otherwise known as JR, on tenor saxophone and backing vocals. Um, They actually uh, lost their original drummer, Vinny Fiorello, just uh, back in 2018. So their new drummer is Matt Yonker. Just for some background on the band, I guess a little bit. I didn't, I didn't want to get too into the uh, the drummer drama. So to further elaborate on the recording process, Roger Lima said, We had an exorbitant recording budget as well, which was a ridiculous amount of money to spend on making a record. But that was back in the day when people still bought CDs and bands still made money off record sales. So we took a bit of vacation to New Orleans to record the bass and drums at a very old studio there, mainly because Rob wanted to eat at a certain restaurant in New Orleans. And so we went there to record. Then we packed everything up and went to Malibu and rented a giant mansion where we had all kinds of luxuries like an in-house chef and a party budget. And we made the rest of the record there, end quote. Remember Rob Cavallo from the Green Day podcast? Well, here's another one of my favorite records that he's produced. During the recording sessions, the band worked on a second self-produced album of additional tracks each night after Cavallo left the studio. This was subsequently released the following year under the name B is for B-Sides. This album is also the First to feature their tenor sax player known as JR, who joined the band back in the year 2000 and has been with the band ever since. The title of the album comes from a lyric in the song Screws Fall Out, but also from its use among the band to describe a powerful song that the band can rally behind. However, bassist Roger often jokes that this title was selected by the band writing down every single word in the English language, crossing out words until Anthem was the only one left uncrossed. (laughs) This album was released on May 20th, 2003 and marked their return to a major label release. The album was released on Sire Records, which is an imprint of Warner Brothers Records. 
bassist singer Roger said about the signing, quote, Playing these songs and living this life, there was nothing quite like working on Anthem, man. It was an amazing time in our lives. The A&R man that signed us at Capitol Records, Craig Aronson, went on to work at Warner Brothers, and he re-signed us at Warner Brothers. Not a lot of people know that. So not only did he give us our first chance, he gave us our second and third chance as well. He was a true believer, end quote. This album hit stores right after their run on the Honda Civic Tour. They opened up for Good Charlotte and Newfound Glory. I actually went to a show on this tour as well. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my first time seeing them live, though. Anyways, the release of Anthem marked their most commercially successful release to date. Even over their previous album, Hello Rock View, the album debuted at number 45 on the Billboard 200 charts and spent 12 weeks in the top 200. Fun fact, the CD version of their album included a different piece of art for each song. All right, I have five fun facts about this album for you all. The album includes a re-recorded version of Look What Happened, which was from the band's previous album, Borders and Boundaries. But this version omits the horn-driven bridge between the intro and the first verse. The guitar riff to Short Fuse Burning is a tribute to ACDC's song Thunderstruck. The song Best Wishes to Your Black Lung is written about Pete Anna, who left the band to go back to Chicago after Borders and Boundaries came out to become a firefighter. A version of The Brightest Bulb Has Burned Out, which features English singer-songwriter Billy Bragg singing the second verse. Drummer Vinny told MTV, quote, Billy Bragg is the effing sh**. He gushed for people who fawn over Dashboard Confessional and One Line Drawing. If you know where the heart of a true heartfelt acoustic love song, man, that's effing Billy Bragg. Besides being the father of the emotional love song, which he's amazing at, he's also the father of political punk, end quote. Okay, last fact. The band covers Cheap Trick's song Surrender on this album as well. You know how ska bands love covers. It's basically a staple in the ska world. In a 2016 article in Louder Sound, Less Than Jake ranked their albums from worst to best. They put Anthem at the number one spot, aka the best. Roger reflected on his time making the album. He stated, quote, Honestly, without Anthem, I don't know where we'd be today. It gave us our five minutes, and because of that, we're still here doing what we love to this day. End quote. All right, let's talk about some themes on the album. Quote, it's just not time for a joke record. Drummer and songwriter Vinny, who is now clean after many years of self-abuse, told MTV. There are a lot of things that are heavy going on, so releasing a joke record would be an injustice to a few people I know that have had a hard year. Whether it was a friend of mine dying from an overdose or a good friend going through a divorce. And nationally speaking, we've dealt with war and economics in the aftermath of 9-11. 
it was time to get serious, end quote. Beyond that, this album is definitely dealing with a lot of thoughts of wanting a better life, getting out of your routine and uh, your hometown and, and going out on your own. Um, definitely a lot of talk about of abandonment, whether it's friends or quite possibly the the effects of a divorce, you know, that may have seeped into the lyrics. You know, the first single, She's Gonna Break Soon, is a punchy, upbeat cut about Vinny's friend who was comfortable with her life in high school, then went away to college and felt like an outsider. Quote, she left home, left her boyfriend, and struggled to fit in, Vinny told MTV. Quote, it's about going out on Friday night to drink to forget, to move on to different boys, and being sort of played in those sorts of situations the alcohol and chasing the opposite sex create, end quote. I'd like to add an addendum to that quote that this can, uh, you know, also be about someone that is chasing the same sex. The song, The Brightest Bulb Has Burned Out, is about, quote, a friend of mine overdosed when we were making our last record, Borders and Boundaries, Vinny said. He left me a note, he left his parents a note, and then he killed himself. That was really hard for me. And on this record, I finally got over that hump and over the hump of abusing alcohol and drugs. It was really cathartic. And now I feel like there is a bright future ahead. End quote. I really relate to this quote quite a bit. And you'll be able to kind of, I'm sure, you know, get that vibe when I talk about some of the lyrics I picked out for you all later which I guess is happening now. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about some lyrics that stand out to me. I'm starting right at the beginning of this album, too, with what feels like the call to arms for an album for the outcasts, rejects, and, well, punks. In the first track on the album, Welcome to the New South, the band starts the song by singing, Welcome Home Outcasts, because I know how you have felt over the years. The truth is that looking at me is like looking in the mirror. And I know how it feels to be the best part of a running joke to all of your friends. They are saying to people who feel like the outcasts, welcome home. I know how you feel because that's how I feel. You feel like a joke even in your friends group. Literally, this is how I felt growing up all the way through high school. I felt like I had to be on the defense always. Even in my small group of friends, I would get made fun of for various reasons. You know, it's hard growing up that way. I definitely carried the effects of growing up that way into college when this album came out. I always was worried I was the butt of people's jokes simply because that's what I was used to. So I'm sure I was viewed as such an asshole in college because I told it like it was. I used deflective humor and self-depreciating humor to show people that I could hurt myself before they even got a chance, you know, to build a sort of armor for myself. Later in the song, the chorus is, And to be on the edge of your bed with your head buried in your hands wishing everything would end. I know how it feels to be the loneliest. These lyrics really resonated with me so much at this period of time where I was leaving uh, them 
behind and going off into the real world as an adult. Growing up with so many years of trauma, after school or at night, coming home just to bury my head in my hands and cry, wishing everything would end. Even to this day, sometimes I feel like the loneliest because I'm not even accepted in my own community. The LGBT community is so focused on looks that they place little to no value in personality and subject themselves to the same attractive guys that treat them like trash. Meanwhile, I'm over here doing my own sort of thing and hoping for the best. <laughs> uh, so I like a lyric from the song, The Science of Selling Yourself Short. It really illustrates how I and many others, I'm sure, cope with loneliness. I drank my frustrations down the drain out of the way. So I sit and wait and wonder, does anyone feel like me? Someone so tired of their routines and disappearing self-esteems. All right, let's try to cover a few more songs, <laughs> at least before I quote every word to every song. I won't go into the second song on the album, The Ghost of Me and You, but if you have ever been to a Less Than Jake show, I don't have to tell you how freeing it feels to scream the first line, I've been down. I wasn't really expecting to sing that on the podcast, so I will apologize now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just feels so good to, to scream that line at the top of your lungs at the show. Uh, such a unifying sentiment, you know, like we've all felt sort of down in our lives at times, you know. Can't be happy all the time, but, you know, you can try. In the song, Look What Happened, they sing, And I swear it's the last time, and I swear it's my last try, and we'll walk in circles around this whole block, walk on the cracks on the same old sidewalks, and we'll talk about leaving town. Yeah, we'll talk about leaving. I swear it's the last time, and I swear it's my last try. This might be in my top five less than Jake songs of all time. I can't tell you how much I love this song. Growing up mainly in Virginia and not feeling like I fit in, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to escape town and find a place where I felt accepted. I wanted to leave and never go back. I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate. Or maybe you have left the town you grew up in. We all go searching for somewhere that we can feel accepted and comfortable. If you've listened to the whole season, you know how many different places I've lived. And I have felt that feeling repeatedly. Like I just have to get out and find that better life. In this song, Motown never sounded so good. The band sings, Well, I say it to myself all the time. Stop living half a life and stop feeling like I'm half alive. I think we can all relate to those lyrics. Unless your life is just a bed of roses <laughs> going great, then I'm sure it's easy to relate to the whole routine of life, especially during the quarantine. You kind of lose track of feeling like yourself and you just start going through the motions. I can't tell you how many jobs I've had that have just sucked the life out of me. <laughs> Even dealing with anxiety and depression can lead you into feeling like a shell of your former self. I'm happy to say that that is no longer the case for me, but I'm sure some of you listening may still be dealing with that, and it's okay. 
Your feelings are totally normal. Anyways, in the chorus of this same song, they sing, I can't get enough. I'm not satisfied. I've wasted my time with this daily grind. In single file lines, is this real life? I keep telling myself sometimes what matters is on the inside. As someone who followed the rules in single file lines for most of my life, I've learned to finally relax. You know, you have to switch up your days so even if your job is unsatisfying, there are still things that you can look forward to. I also relate part of this chorus to what I was saying a little bit earlier about not fitting in and looking like the stereotypical person that the LGBT community acknowledges. I keep telling myself sometimes what matters is on the inside. That's a great way to keep moving forward in life. Stay positive. Look on the bright side. If people can't see your value past physical appearance, then they're probably not worth your time. However, depression is a beast and it can take control of you quickly. Around the time this album came out, I was definitely in the throngs of depression. I can't tell you how many nights I screamed the words to the song Escape from a Bomb House while driving my car. In that song, they sing... So there's no need to apologize. Don't wait up. I'll be fine. If you could see inside my head, maybe you could understand that I'm better off gone. I'm better off gone because we don't see eye to eye. Part of the meaning to me was leaning into some darker thoughts depression can bring on, of course. But also, I remember just leaving my house and venturing out into the world on my own. I very much followed the rules my parents set out for me. Going to college, I feel like I really got the chance to find myself. I was dyeing my hair all sorts of colors, growing it long, and I even pierced my lip. Full emo. The lyric is really about being frustrated and not being accepted and going off to make a better situation for yourself. There's really so many lyrics that I didn't even get into talking about that mean so much to me. Honestly, I wish I could just go track to track analyzing the lyrics of this album because I relate to Vinny, who writes the songs so, so much, you know, to to kind of quantify my love for this band, I guess. I, I literally played this record for months straight when it came out. Whether it was in my Walkman, going to college or my clock radio that played CDs at the time, very high tech, this record was constantly spinning for at least six months. It was a piece of my childhood that I could carry into my formative years as a young adult. I can see all the imagery of blasting the this album my last semester of college when I was interning in New York City. To even further illustrate my love for Less Than Jake, I think I've seen them live around 15 times. You know, I just kind of lost count after a while. (laughs) They are the type of band that just stays on tour. And every time they came close by, I would go see them because it's just such a fun time. It feels like therapy almost. You can't leave a ska show and not feel happy. This episode was definitely a lyric heavy episode. And I I hope you don't mind, you know, me... uh, I hope it didn't get too repetitive to some analysis that you've heard before. I had a difficulty finding more information about the recording of this album. 
I guess what I want to leave you with is that you can't dwell on the past. That only feeds your inner demons. You have to let it go so you can truly live the life you always imagine. Or like they sing in the last track on the album, The Brightest Bulb Has Burned Out. To the person that I used to be, before I burned down every bridge and every inch of everything I used to know, I gotta let it go. No, we're not going to transition into a Frozen soundtrack analysis here. (laughs) Uh, Before I let you all go, I'm just going to recommend my top three songs where I would recommend you start listening, but honestly, listen to the whole album. I say that every time, but seriously, every song on this album is so, so good, and the lyrics are so incredible. Um, you know, they're just ah, so relatable. You know, I just have so many memories of, of having angst coming out of high school and into college. And, um, you know, if you knew me back then, I'm sure, (laughs) you know, um, but anyway, so these top three songs where I would recommend you start are, of course, look what happened next. I would recommend the science of selling yourself short. And finally, this was a hard one to pick, you know, to fill the third spot because there were so many good songs on this album. I picked Motown Never Sounded So Good. If you haven't listened to this album, please go check it out, whether it's just listening to it on Spotify or going out to purchase a physical copy. Honestly, you will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Treble Treble Podcast. The theme music you heard at the top of the show was made by me. The logo was illustrated and designed by the amazingly talented queer artist, Will Jameson. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter, at the Will Jameson. This is an indie podcast, which means no commercials, at least for now. It also means that I can't use the clips from the album we discussed because my lawyers have advised against it. Copyright laws, am I right? The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe, tell a friend, and leaving a review. It really helps other music fans find this show. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, feel free to listen to my other podcast, Thanks for Coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I record that show with two of my best friends, Jamal and Stoney. You can find us at TFC Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's all I've got for you now. If you made it through the whole podcast, you rock. I'll see you at the next show in two weeks. Be there. With that, I'll see you next time at the show. And before I sign off... I would like to, of course, extend the invitation to the members of Less Than Jake to come on the show. I'd love to interview you, pick your brains a little bit. Signing off, I'm your host, Seth. Rock on, young savior. Don't give up your hopes.